0: we're going to Matthew chapter 11 verse 20 through 24 and then from there we're going to Romans chapter 13 verse 11 through 14 and we'll be talking a little bit from both of these passages but most mostly Matthew chapter 11 verse 20 through 24 and if you have it there and you're In your home or wherever you might be listening and watching from, it reads as this, says this, Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, it says, Then began he to upbraid the cities, in other words, to chasten them, to to revile them. He began to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. It says, Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon. They would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. Thou Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained till this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment. Than for thee. My God. Just hold your finger right there. and Make sure your electronic device. You can get back there. And we're going to go to Romans. <laughs> Chapter 13. Verse 11 through 14. It says this. That knowing the time. That now it is high time. To awake out of sleep now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. God bless you. you're standing, wherever you may be, you may be seated. You know, there is a song, and some of our songs just is out there might remember this song it says this and this has a powerful verse it says time is filled with swift transgression y'all remember that time is filled with swift transition none on earth unmoved can stand then it says build your hopes <laughs> on things eternal then it has hope to God's unchanging hand. That make you want to sing that. I know there might be somebody, you know, my age or old, older right now that's humming right now. They just want to get into that. We, maybe we will one day. But, you know, I, I just want to touch on that because it's such a powerful text. And it certainly encourages us to hold on to God's unchanging hand in times like this. When we're dealing with the coronavirus, when we're dealing with this thing as Christians our response is very critical because it influences the world around us. Even as we are now in difficult days for some, because what we have called COVID-19, you know, our reaction as Christians is extremely important and will have profound impact on others as we go through this situation. You know, they call it right now that what we're doing, they call it, you know, social distancing. And you know, it. it, we should be calling it, you know, we should be calling it, you know, physical distancing really because uh, we should still be socializing. We should still be socializing even as we're doing now on social media networks and platforms because we need to socialize. We need to keep one another encouraged. But I thank God for these platforms that we've been given because, see, you know, we're still dealing with this thing and uh, we still need to socialize, but we as the church right now, what we're doing, we, we, we should be, and what we're doing is assisting our governments and so forth, uh, you know, to follow the ordinances that have been given us. But even at the same time when we're trying to help to stop This coronavirus, we see that the enemy is using it to try to disrupt the church. That's what he wants to do. He's talking to somebody right now and telling them, I wouldn't even go back if I were you. Uh, But the devil is a liar. Amen, somebody. And I believe that uh, this right here is even making the church stronger. Oh, my God. Causing somebody to, to learn how to use their social media device that in other times they would not even know what button to hit. But now they said, I need some word. I don't know about you, but I need some word of God. I need to get filled up. I need to be encouraged. How many of y'all know God is still in control? He's still in control. You know, Psalm 47 and 8 said, God reigns over the nation. God is seated on his holy throne. You know, Psalm 46 and 1, my God. It said, God is our refuge and strength of every present help in trouble. And and if there's a time that we need to have one nation under God, it needs to be now. Under God is the safest place. We talked about being under his wing last Sunday. That's the safest place to be. And I thank God for the songs today. Because, see, we need prayer. We need praise. And we need to practice this thing. You know, they begin to talk about that prayer and praise is my weapon. I said that's my weapon. That's the way I defeat the enemy. That's the way I get souls who are lost to come back to God. Through prayer, believers get strong. Through prayer, we cure the sick by the power of God. Through prayer, we accomplish the impossible. Through prayer. Oh, somebody right in your home right now say amen. But you got to understand that what we're dealing with right now, and hear me clearly, is a divine disruption. It is divine disruption. It has affected the systems of The world, not just the United States. It has affected the systems of the world. Understand, we are in the last days. When God began to talk about the last days in the word of God in Matthew 24 and 7 and John 21 and 11, he talked about pestilence. And when you look at that in the Greek, it means loimos. Loimos means plagues diseases and we see that's what's happening right now but we didn't know in the last days god would love us enough to shut everything down amen to try to get our attention and and you got to understand see the problem was many of us had been too busy for god we were doing everything and we're too busy for god but god said i'm getting ready to butt in this thing God done butt it in and, and now he said, I shut down your movie theaters. There's no concerts going on. There's no sporting events going on that you can attend these all together. No restaurants, you know, where we can come and just sit down and have a meal. No barbershop, my barbershop even closed down. And and you got to understand, there's no social gathering. He shut down vacation spots, all kinds of stuff. Beauty salons been shut down. All kinds of limited workload, sheltering in place. He shut it all down and he said, now that I've cleared your schedule, can we talk now? That's what I'm going to preach today. Can we talk now? Oh, tell your neighbor in your house. Look at him and say, can you talk to God now? You know, now that he's cleared your schedule. Whoa, I I can stop right there because somebody understands where we're coming from. God has said, can we talk now? Sign God. See, you, you know, I, I got a little message along these lines, uh, you know, a few days ago, and my spirit just started running around on the inside. I said, my God, and, and, and God said, you need to tell the people, this is what this is all about. Because you've been pushing me to the side. You've been, I'm not, now I've got to get on your schedule. You're not getting, I'm trying to get on. God said, I'm going to butt in, and now I'm going to shut everything down. I'm going to clear your calendar, clear your schedule. Can we talk now? Whoo my God. Find somebody in your house or slap yourself on your chest and say, God wants to talk to you now. Because when we look at the background of the text, Jesus warns the people of consequences of rejecting him. See, see, many of us we've been we've been giving God the heisman. We've been giving him the hand. On Sunday, when you supposed to be when you were supposed to be in church, you said, not today. Amen. When you were supposed to be in Bible study, he said, not today. When you were supposed to have be been reading the word, you told them I got something else to do. There's something else I got to read. Amen. And everybody pushed God to the side, but God had butted in, shut it down. Oh, but ain't it bad. Nobody but God can shut it down like this. Amen. You can't even go on vacation, even your favorite vacation spot. Amen. Nobody ain't wanting to go to Hawaii now everything shut down don't even want to go even shut Mickey down when he shut Rob Mickey Mouse down you know he's shutting some stuff up he closes up the, when the Mickey closed hey, Mickey's always going on but he done told Mickey to get somewhere and and down. and he said can we talk now good God of mine. and so this is what Jesus was telling the folks you know, and, and then see, it, it, if you got the red letter edition, you see that in your Bible, it was red. That lets you know that Jesus is talking. He said, can, he did came out of the black into the red and said, can we talk now? Oh, my God. He said, can we talk? And, and so Jesus gives a stern warning here to the people in three cities. And he's given the whole world a warning today. Amen. Hey, don't don't need to sugarcoat. It. Everybody say, "Well, it might be no." No, no we all know that the Bible says so we know this is a warning. Amen. And, and, and so you got to understand in, in Corazon, which was a part of Galilee and Bethsaida, Bethsaida was where some of the, the, the apostles were from. You had Andrew and Peter, Philip and John, Amen. even some of the disciples, they were from there. That was their home. And then we see Capernaum. Y'all remember Capernaum? That's where he raised the centurion's daughter. Amen. He raised her up. Amen. healed her. And, it lo- and, and so you got to understand when we look at these things now, all the miracles and things Things that God had done, all the stuff he had done for America, all the things that he blessed us. We can just talk about us. And he said, and and, and all of a sudden now, you you want to give me the Heisman? You you want to turn your back? You want to put, yeah, church is still going on. Amen. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen, Amen, somebody. And and so you got to understand, he said, now, woe to them. Anytime you see, whoa, amen, after that you should say, uh-oh. When you hear Jesus say, "woe," because what he's doing now, it's an expression of grief. And in the red, he denounces those three cities. Most of his miracles were performed there. And when you look at this, it said it is because they did not repent. They did not repent. He's saying, He is saying, you should know better. That's what he's saying, you should know better. See, we've learned how to make a living, but we do not know how to make a life. There's a difference. Now, we read the word too little, we watch TV too much, and we pray too seldom. God said, we're getting ready to shake some stuff up. We have multiplied our possessions, but we have reduced our values. Yes, My God. And then, in contrast, Jesus refers to three other cities. Tyra, Sidon, which is a part of Palestine. Two wicked cities there. And Sodom. Y'all remember Sodom? Y'all remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Y'all remember that area? He said, he said now Sodom was even worse than those two cities. You find that in Genesis 19. But he said, they all would have repented long time ago if I had done the same miracles in their cities as I did in your city. There's some things that we've been blessed with in America that if other cities had had that, they'd say, Where's the twin church service, sir? When the next prayer meeting start? you know, let me, and they wouldn't worry about it if the car would crank and nothing like that. Folks in Africa right now still walk to worship in the rain, whatever. They said, we're going to worship. Why? Because we don't have as much as you do, but we understand how important it is. Amen. Not to forget where we've come from. Amen. Somebody. And you have to understand that and see well. Well, you know what? What are we talking about here? Because you got to understand that God said they had they would have repented a long time ago. Why? Because God knows everything, even the what ifs. That's called contingent knowledge. God knows if He put He knows you so well that if He put something in front of you right now, what you would do, ain't it bad? God, and so it's called contingent knowledge. And so you got to understand, American and everybody else that's listening, with great privilege comes great responsibility. We've had great privilege. And now comes great responsibility. And the thing about it is, most of the coronavirus cases now that have been reported is in the United States. My God, my God. God is shaking us. Because why? We got the big head. And every now and then, you got, see, you know, what, what happened? We thought we could do anything. We just thought we could do anything, you know, and, 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 you know, we, we got to do more than talk about Israel. We got to live uh, uh, oh my God, for the God of Israel. Oh my God. I might not get the 3.7 amens, amen, in your living room or den right there. Amen. But you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Somebody. And, and so we got to humble ourselves because understand that pride is a silent assassin. Pride would take you out. Amen. That's what caused Satan to fall. Oh, my God. Pride would. Take... first John 2 and 16 says this. It says for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world now i want you to look at the order here because always remember order in the bible means something it says lust of the flesh number one lust of uh, the eye and the pride of life the third is the strongest dimension pride of life that's the strongest thing if you let that get a hold of you you can be in trouble real quick see today we got to understand that what the tragedy is that the church has adjusted to the people rather than the people adjusting to the church. Good God Almighty. And and so you got to understand, we have, not only that, we have perverted the grace of God. As if the saints of old didn't know what grace was. Oh, you got to understand, they knew what it was back then. How many of y'all know that God was talking then? So why do we want to change and pervert the grace of God now? Grace is not a permission to sin. Grace is, oh my God, gives me another opportunity to come to Christ. We've been making our own standards. And God said, let me butt in this thing. Can we talk now? Good God Almighty. And so you got to understand, God, the, the tragedy is that God has to schedule an appointment with us rather than us scheduling an appointment with Him. It been a, it's a failure of the church when we start teaching only what feels good and what's preferred by the culture. Good God Almighty. So we got to understand this is a warning to not only to America, but the world. Thank you, Jesus. It's a wake-up call, and God says, can we talk now? And see, I'm just about done right now. I'm going to be done before your greens get done. And and so look look at here. Number one is this. The first thing I want to talk about, my first point is simply this. Jesus went out of his way to bring the message. See, these are just three points of the conversation I want to talk about. See, Jesus went out of his way to bring the message. And and, and if you got somebody in your house there, look at him and tell him, say, and he walked. (laughs) He walked. He didn't have... A web page. He didn't have a bullhorn. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have text. He didn't have Instagram. Amen. So he didn't have Facebook. Amen. He 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 went out of his way and walked everywhere he needed to go. Amen, somebody. He he walked everywhere he needed to go. Amen. Went out of his way. He went everywhere. To Samaria. All over the place. He said, I must go to Samaria. I must go through there. Amen. And, and he went everywhere with the word of God walked everywhere making sure everybody had an opportunity today he's making sure everybody's got an opportunity and and you got to understand Matthew 24 and 14 says this this is how good God is he said and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come even though we're gonna be raptured now y'all hear me clearly we're gonna be raptured before the end happens Amen. That's why we see when you study your word the book of Re- revelations and so forth in the book of Daniel, you see that things are going to be still happening and God is going to have somebody to still come and preach the word. He's so good. Even those that don't go on. The- I don't know about y'all, but amen, I-, I encourage you to be on the first bus load. Amen. <laughs> I encourage you. Amen. You don't want to be here during the tribulation period. But God is so good, the word is going to still be preached. Being, it's going to still be preached. Said, and then when it goes over all the world, said then, the end. God is a just God. I'm so glad about that. Now, now look at this right here. I want you all to hear me because no people in history has as many opportunities to hear the truth as the United States. We have over 400,000 churches throughout the United States. 400,000. My God. Amen. If you're sitting near your grandma, just look at her and say, 400,000. And and you got to understand, and not only that, we've got over 1,600 religious radio stations across the lane. Then not only that, we have Christian TV, we have publications, we have music, all of them communicating the Bible's message. Now, I I can't deal with that without bringing out a point. And some of y'all will understand this. I can't without bringing out this point, because the last few years, as you all have noticed, we've seen Christian Bible bookstores close. I don't know about y'all, but that broke my heart. Amen. Because I, I, I used to just love to go in to, the, you know, the Christian Bible bookstore. Amen. And I know many of y'all did too, just go into the Christian Bible bookstore just, just to you look around and see what's what's new. See, if somebody got something new, a new word, a revelation, something I was studying on and so forth. You know, just want to go and check. And we've seen it close and, and see somebody said, well, they got it online now, but there's nothing like walking around in the store. Walking around in the store and you pick it up and read a little bit and then you say, well, you know, and, you put, and, and, and then see, you know, and just going around and, and not only that, talking to people, other pastors and Christians are going there. Any of y'all ever met other pastors and Christians, you, you know, the fellowship with brothers and sisters just in the Bible bookstore. But now they, they're closing those down. And, and then another thing, you know, cause y'all, most of y'all know, you know, I, I, I grew up playing music. Amen. Uh, since a little boy grew up playing music. And one thing broke my heart, amen, in Walmart when they, when, when they, now they don't have the gospel music section no more. How many of y'all know that they don't have the gospel music section no more? Now they, they done mixed it with everything, musicians. They done, they done mix it. You, you got to go in there and try to find it, you know. And I don't want to have to look through all them other jokers just to find what I'm trying to get to. You, you gotta, and usually you can go, you could go in and, and, and go to the, the, the gospel section or, or the Christian music section and you can look through and see what, and what's new and everything. Now it's all mixed together, but y'all got to understand that is a sign of where we are right now. They're trying to mix everything together. That'll preach right there. One of y'all preachers, y'all preach that. Be, they're just trying to mix everything together. And that's the way they have done it. And, and and you got to understand you know that's why we've got to open our mouth and that's why god is saying to us now he said can i talk to you for a minute now because see if, if the church has stood up if there'd been just a few christians working in the walmart that would have opened their mouth and said, look in my church i think it's best to leave this section like it is i think you will sell more christian music if you leave it out there like it is amen somebody Let me get off that. Let me get off that. Y'all be thinking I'm doing a sales pitch here in a minute. Amen. But God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Somebody. Now, the second point is this, is then Jesus also gave ample opportunity to respond to the message of his conversation. He gave ample opportunity to respond. And that's why in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, he said, it's time for us to wake out of sleep. It's a wake-up call to us to wake out of sleep. But what's going on is many of us, we're hitting the snooze button in life. Every time God tries to wake us, we hit the snooze button. He tries and he wakes, he shakes us again and we hit the snooze button. Hurricane Trina came and we we woke up for a little while, then we hit the snooze button. 9-11 hit, we woke up for a little while and then we hit the snooze button. We had all kind of terrorists I mean, come in and start blowing up stuff. We got saved for a while, and churches were beginning to fill up. And then we looked like the coast was clear. Then we hit the snooze button. So God said, let me butt into this thing right now. I mean, because, see, when you surely get God in your heart, you'll come to church and stay in there. Amen, somebody. You won't just wait and look like the coast is clear and then go back to business as usual. God said, i tell you what, I'm going to shut all that down. And now can we talk intimately? Can we talk now? You got to understand. And, and, and when we look at this, that, that, that's what I love about the Ninevites. When, 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 when Jonah went there and preached the word and they got the message and everybody, the whole city changed. They even put the animals on a fast. Good Lord. They said, we for real. When you put Fido on a fast, you for real. Amen, somebody. And 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 so God turned the whole thing around. Because you got to understand, you know, when your number is up, your number is up. I don't care how much you jog, how much you work out. You know what your doctor done told you. Amen. It doesn't matter what's going on, how much money you have or where you live. When your number comes, you better be ready. And God is shaking us again. And he had butted in and shut everything down and said, can we talk now?